Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Latanya from Lat John's Pilates out of Hapeville, Georgia. Welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm great. I'm great. Thank you for having me. I'm very, very excited to have you here today and to learn more about what you do at your Pilates studio. But before we dive in too deep to the business side there, give me a quick, you know, backstory, a brief variation of the story as to why. Why did you end up as a fitness business owner? Um, a very brief, because God got on my last nerve, literally meaning I ended up with back issues. I was working in corporate America. I had been in the media industry for probably 20 plus years, 21 years. Um, I got to a point where I was suffering from back pain and the back pain went from periodical back pain to like chronic back pain. Um, I went to every doctor under the sun um, and from the gynecologist to the orthopedic to the you know primary care physician to a DO doctor, you name it, I saw him. Um, and most of them were men at the time. And they all basically gave me the same prognosis, which was I probably was going to have to like end up doing back surgery to end, to have some sense of normalcy. Um, but I just could not resolve myself to doing surgery. I, mm. I was healthy as a horse up until that point, And I just could not bring myself to just succumbing to surgery. So I decided, well, fate would have it where I was able to walk away from my corporate job. I took my a severance package and my focus was to just take about three to six months off and just focus on my health and my wellness. Um, that being said, I started trying different modalities and I would stick with one thing and not do anything else because if something was going to work, I, the only way for me to know was that it was working was because this is the only thing I'm doing. So I tried different things. Um, I discovered Pilates and um, within three weeks to a month's time, I probably felt better than I had felt in like the last five, six months. So I knew that there was something to this modality. And so I wanted to stick with it. Um, I did Pilates and um, I met with a therapist who did some myofascial release. And between the two things, I got my life back completely. Next thing you know, I wanted to like learn a little bit more about it. So I decided to jump into the comprehensive course. Um, and I was doing it because knowledge is power the more you know, the the more powerful I would become with like making sure that I didn't go back down that rabbit hole. Right. Um, I had no idea that when I was doing that, that I was ultimately going to end up here, like the owner of Lat John's Pilates, but here I am. Yeah. So really, I love the story because it's something that literally changed your life. And so now you're in the position where you're able to do that for other people, right? Doesn't that feel really, really nice when <laughs> that's how things play out? Um, so give us your elevator pitch of Lat John's Pilates. Tell us who you are, what services you have to provide and kind of paint that picture. Obviously, you know, all Pilates studios are a little bit different. So I would love to hear more about your specific space or under our listener really understands that model. Yes. Um, so with Lat John's Pilates, the, the first thing I tell people is that um, I went through the Polestar curriculum. So Polestar Pilates, which is more of like therapy science based. Like there's um, the guy who started it was a physical therapist. 
um, who also saw the value in adding to his physical therapy um, realm by doing Pilates and bringing it in. And he took a lot of aspects of just science, like proven science and physical therapy and applied it, used it in with Pilates. And basically when I went through the curriculum, I basically was taught the different modalities because people come in and they're injured. Mm -hmm. There's a spine issue or knee issue or hip issue. They, no one person is going to be able to go through like all of the moves in the way that it was designed to do. So what um, what modalities and what modifications, I should say, um, can I make and just to make sure that that person has a positive movement experience. So Lat John's Pilates, I want you to come in the door. I don't want you to compete with the person on the reformer next to you or the mat next to you. I want you to just basically do what feels good in your body and give your body more of that. And I just want you to have a positive movement experience. So my goal and my mission is to make sure that no matter who you are, when you come in the door, you leave out feeling so much better in your skin, in your body, and that you just enjoyed the, the experience, just moving. Even if it's just laying on the bed and just pushing in and out and doing nothing else. Like we do that, we breathe, we focus, we de-stress. And then by the time you leave, you feel better. Okay. So really it's an individualized experience for each client. I mean, and is it, is it in a group setting or is it in a one-on-one or do you kind of have the option of both? I do. I have the option of both. So I have group classes and my primary focus is on the group classes. So the way that I do it is I have a morning block of classes and then I have an evening block block of classes. So there's probably about four to six hours in between those two blocks. And in that time is when I often do a lot of consultations and or private sessions. So I definitely offer people, I give them the option. And I have certain people like now that COVID is a thing, Mm -hmm. um, people are not comfortable being in the group classes. So they prefer to do like a class, just their family or their closest friends. And so I offer, you know, from, I have eight machines total. So you can basically do a private or you can do two people, three people, four people, all the way up to um, eight people. Like I have a private um, session this weekend where a girl wants to bring her closest friends in and they do the uh, a Pilates party. So okay. I, I like Pilates parties. We've done birthdays. We've done like um, bachelorette parties, like just different people coming in, wanting to bring their friends in. And then we Pilates, then they eat, they drink, and then they leave very merry. Okay, that's fun. Um, So, you know, your primary focus being on group classes, how many clients do you have right now? If you, you know, had to like look at the business. I probably have somewhere close to 200 in the database, but active members, I would say is probably somewhere around like, maybe 80, 90 active members. Okay. So with 80 to 90 active members, what, how does that, like, what do you qualify as active? Are they coming in a couple times a week or like, what does that, you know, kind of look like for your, your space? Well, be, because it's so funny, there's very few Pilates studios on the South side of town, mm-hmm. um, which is why I was so focused on wanting to like put my, my business here. Um, so I have different packages that I offer. So I offer, and there's an intro package that I offer, which is a three weeks unlimited 
for a ridiculous amount. Basically, I'm giving classes away for free. It's at $99. So then it's a way for people to come in and within a three-week window, they can take as many classes as that they sign up for within that three-week window. Okay. Um, from there, they get to experience all of the different classes. And then after that, I go from like a monthly membership um, to a month to month because some people, the monthly membership is reoccurring. Um, each month, but the month to month is a little bit higher price, but, you know, they pay for the month, they walk away, they're gone for a little bit, they come back. Um, and then I have people who do like packages, like a 10 class pack or a 20 class pack. So I, when I say the 90, the people, the 90, it ranges from like a single class drop in here or there to people who are coming like, you know, up to five days a week. Okay. I'm currently open five days a week because I'm a one-stop shop. I have classes Monday through Friday and then the weekends. Um, I don't actually do classes. I do private parties and stuff. On the okay. Weekend. So for the monthly reoccurring, you know, membership, I know for me, like that's the most popular membership for me at my facility, just because people like the convenience of not having to, to redo it every single month. Um, and, um, it just kind of takes the thinking out of it for you. What specific package would you consider to be, you know, the most popular package at the space right now? Um, the most popular right now, it, it is the intro level, because again, it's new Pilates is new to this area. So there's so mm -hmm. many people who are constantly coming in and they're like, okay, so what do you recommend? But then I'm not ready to make the commitment because I'm not really sure. So that the $99 intro is a one-time redeemable. I have probably equipped, like it's probably equal amount of people doing that and then rolling into the membership. Um, so it's kind of a toss up between those two, the $99 okay. and the uh, membership. Okay. So based, so I for the intro, oh, sorry. Let me ask this for the intro. Do they, they pay the $99 once for the three weeks and then like, they don't have the option to do the 99 again. They would go into the month to month or the monthly recurring. Yeah. They have to make a decision at that okay. point of, do they want to do the month to month? Do they want to do the, just the one month because they still are not convinced. I have several people. I was just going to say, so, Hey, Bill, it's really close to the airport. The airport here, the Atlanta airport is like the busiest airport in the world. So I have quite a few um, like flight attendants or just people who like are traveling a lot. So I found that a lot of those individuals would rather pay for like a 10 class or a 20 class mm -hmm. pack because those are not monthly. Those expand the, the length of those passes last for like, like a three month period. So okay. they, they will literally they're traveling. And then when they come home and they're here for a little bit, they drop, they drop in. So, and for them, they're like, it's more economical for me just to pay for this pass and have it for over a longer period of time. And those weeks that I'm here and I want to come like multiple, you know, times in the week, I have the pass for that. So that's, yeah. the, that's the next yeah. popular. I get the, the idea behind the, the class pack. I think, um, having that option, like for those travelers and, and things like that, definitely a good option. When we look at the month to month, basically, you know, we can't count on those as reoccurring revenue because, um, you know, Sarah could come in and buy one month and then like not even use it and never come back again. Yeah. Um, and I think at that point, like it's hard because obviously it's not great for our business. And when we look at the client, we're kind of doing them a disservice because we're not holding them accountable to showing up. 
Correct. Um, and so for you, what's your reasoning behind wanting to have that month to month as an option rather than just giving everybody the monthly with the option to like terminate within like a 30 day notice or something like that? Um, I initially I was doing just the membership, but I had quite a few people who were not ready to make that commitment and, and mm -hmm. then they were discouraged from basically joining because they did not want their credit cards automatically like, um, you know, drafted each month. And okay. so a lot of people would refrain. They'd say, okay, I'm just going to hold off. So by me giving them the option of doing the month to month, I have more people who actually will come in and my goal is to get them in the studio and then hook them and not let them leave. They don't want to leave. And right. that happened with so many people who started out doing Good. the month to month and they realized I'm paying like $30 more for a month to month. And I have for the last three months just been paying that when I could have been doing like the membership. So then mm -hmm. at that point they have this aha moment and then they roll into the membership. So it was a matter of, do I run the risk of people walking away because they just weren't ready to make that commitment? Or do I just like get them here, try to give them the best you know service that I can possibly give and make them love it so that they don't want to leave. And then they eventually roll into like the monthly membership. And that has worked for me. That's the same principle for the, the $99, three week unlimited $99 because I had several people that would say, I just feel like three weeks is because I did like a whole mm -hmm. coming from corporate America <laughs> and um, working in operations. I, I didn't just jump in and just do right and try. Like I would actually do like, um, like I'd, a panel, like I'd ask different people, like, okay, what would you think about this? And I'd get like the feedback. And I, and most of the people that I targeted were either people that were in the industry already or that had some entrepreneurial, like they had their own business. And so I would talk to them about like my logic and what I'm thinking and then get their feedback. Um, because what I realized was I worked in corporate America for 20 years and I'd never owned my own business. So I didn't want to go in so blindly, not being knowledgeable and then not asking the right questions to the right people. So I always right. find myself asking those questions. And so we went back and forth about whether or not I should do a intro that was like only one week, two weeks or four weeks. And for me, the sweet spot was three weeks. And why I chose three weeks was because I remember when I found Pilates, Within a three-week window, I had noticed a huge difference in like how I felt, in how I even walked and carried myself. And I thought, you know what? Like, I feel like four weeks is too long. Two weeks is not long enough. So three weeks is the sweet spot. And so I chose to do the three-week unlimited, like, um, because okay. I feel like that's the sweet spot. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's long enough for people to establish like a habit, get used to coming, see a difference. And then at that point, they're like, it's like, do you want to go with like the, you know, membership at this point? Because I feel like if you're going to come at least three days, that's the, that's the way to go. And I always, I always give them the, the logic of do the math. If you came in and you to one class and you spent $30 for that one class, you're coming at least three times, sometimes four mm -hmm. times. This rate is like, I mean, is it your practice? Yeah. And then they're like, oh, when you, when you say it like that, you're absolutely right. And so they jump right in. Yeah. 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 I get that. And I, I love that you put like so much like thought behind it and like try to figure out really what works, what would work in your market best. 
um, because obviously like what works for you in your Pilates studio is not going to work for me in my CrossFit gym. Like this industry is not linear. And so you did your market research coming from corporate America. You know how important that is. Um, but I want to, you know, ask you here, you know, with 80, 80 to 90 clients somewhere in there, is that a place, Latanya, where you feel good or you're, you're comfortable or are you looking to welcome new members into the facility and continuously grow the number of members? I continue, I definitely want to grow. I'm not comfortable like just staying here. Um, but I will be honest, like I have, it's been a, it's been a slow and continuous. I'm, I'm noticing month over month where it's incremental growth, which is exactly what right. is working for me right now, just simply because I, I, I am a one-man show. Um, mm -hmm. So what I don't want, because I, I, you know, I contemplated, uh, do I want to do a marketing spend? Is now the time? And decided that right now, like what I what I just recently did was got myself listed on Google Google Business and Yelp, mm -hmm. and just from that, I've noticed a significant uptick in just people coming. And when I asked them, so just curious, how did you find me? Oftentimes people say, oh no, I just Google Pilates, you know, near me or Pilates in the area and you popped up. And so I've noticed an uptick just from that, which has been great because it's been gradual and I can maintain it and I can still provide the level of service where people feel like they're a person and not just a number walking through my door. And that's my biggest and ultimate goal. Um, I want to maintain that even when I scale up and when I, when I, mm -hmm. you know, the membership doubles or triples even. Um, I just need to make sure I have enough like other instructors in place to be able to maintain and sustain the, the right. level of that I want to provide. Yeah. And I think that, you know, when the time is right for you to hire somebody and it just like makes sense financially and everything like that, that will definitely kind of take some weight off your shoulder. So you can spend some more time like looking into, you know, um, how how to give that continuity of that individualized experience to each client that walks through the door, even if you have, you know, 160 members versus just, you know, your 80. Um, and so, you know, something interesting here is Pilates is something that really changed, changed your life, right? And um, when we're not doing any sort of, you know, marketing or anything like that, um, we have to like, people are look like people are seeking us. We can't just like magically find somebody who might benefit from our services. That's why I like marketing, digital marketing, Facebook, Instagram, because you could put an ad out there and you could reach somebody who is not necessarily looking right. for um, a Pilates studio. Maybe they're suffering from chronic back pain and they don't really know, you know, anything better than just going to the chiropractor or whatever they've been doing for 20 years and they're still feeling the pain. And then they see an ad of you talking about how you overcame this, blah, 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 blah. And they decide to come in and you change their life. That's why I like marketing because I think we're able to reach a larger population of people. Um, and so, you know, is that something that you're looking to do once you have more people to help you on your team? <laughs> so if you asked that question and I laugh because it's so funny. Worked in media, was definitely behind the scenes. And my, my job was to promote figure out the best strategies to promote like the channels and the programs, right? This is the worst. I, I'm the worst when it comes to marketing and promoting myself like on social media. So I laugh about it because I'm like, I did, I did this for 20 years. 
<laughs> networks that I worked for and I was so damn good at it. So why is it so hard for me now? Um, and it's definitely like the area of development for me or where I have to improve the most. Um, but there definitely is a benefit to promoting myself on Instagram, on Facebook, you know, even TikTok, you know, I just, it's just been something that has been really hard for me to, to just get in there and do, to get in front of that, you know, camera and just talk about like my experience and that sort of thing. I do so much better when I'm doing it in person. So when I do the Pilates parties, I start typically the parties off with um, my story and how I found mm -hmm. and what Pilates has done for me. And then I give them a full run of full body like workout type of intro level workout. Right. I always have people come to me and say, oh my God, your story is like has moved me and inspired me and I'm so motivated now. So I know that it works. And so if I shared it with more people, like I definitely will have like so much, so many more people coming. Um, so it's just a matter of when, but yes, I, I definitely plan to do that. And I know I need to do that because I know that there's a, a benefit to it. Yeah, there definitely is. And I think like what you said, I mean, it's hard um, marketing yourself. You know, you came from the industry where you were kind of advertising for other people. And then when you switch routes here and even in the fitness industry in general, it's hard to advertise because we have to kind of look at it a little bit differently. Like people aren't motivated to wake up in the morning and see an ad on Facebook of somebody with like, you know, ripped abs and that's enough for them to decide to go into the gym. I know for me, like that would just turn me away. So we have to figure out like, what can we advertise to really pull people in? Like, what are we going to put out there? That's going to be enough to spark that interest in somebody's mind. Um, but kind of want to ask you another question here. And, and I think that this is a good question because other gym owners can really relate to it is the idea of, you know, challenges or bottlenecks. What would you consider to be your biggest challenge or bottleneck right now? And what are you actively doing to kind of work on overcoming that? My biggest challenge or bottleneck is the social media piece. <laughs> um, it's, it's a challenge for me because I have just never been one that's been like in, I used to, my biggest pet peeve, I'm, I'm going to share this with you because you'll kind of understand like who I am. My biggest pet peeve would, but I, I used to go out before COVID, I'd go to restaurants, mm -hmm. like I'm sitting at a table and I'm watching a huge party a table of people that's all sitting at the table and nobody's really talking to each other. Yeah. Everyone's sitting with some device in their hand. They're taking pictures of their food. They're taking pictures of themselves or with someone else. And they're all like posting and posting. And I was like, oh my God, like we have, we're a culture of people. And now they're so like just involved in like vanity. Like we're just, it's all about like posting here. Here's my experience. And here, here's where I am now. And I just, I used to always get annoyed by it. And now I need to do that in order to basically just to, so people see who's in the studio and how packed mm -hmm. out the house is this morning and that sort of thing, because that inspires other people to come. So that is my biggest challenge is getting away from the whole mindset of it's so vain because it's not, it's like, I'm promoting my business and my, myself. Right. Um, so I have to like, remove that from my the, the the pet peeve that I used to have remove those thoughts from my mind and just get out there so what did I do I recently entered into a contest 
which required me to basically reach out to people and say, hey, vote for me. <laughs> it was the hardest thing that I have ever done. Mm -hmm. I just didn't want to ask people and go on social media. So, you know, to say the least, to basically ask and, and, and solicit those votes. But I did it and I made it pretty far. And then I kind of just burned out because I had this, the studio up and going and, and contractors coming in and out. So had that not been going on at the same time, I probably would have pushed a lot harder and made it all the way down to the wire. But um, I was very proud of the fact that I had to kind of put like my, all of my um, insecurities aside of just reaching out to people and asking for and just basically go on there and just do it. Um, I had to do videos and things like that at certain points. So it just took me out of my comfort zone, but I realized mm -hmm. after doing it, it's not so bad. So no. I'll, I'll start doing more and more things like that so that I get more and more comfortable in front of the camera and just basically like posting things on a regular. So it becomes second nature because it's not second nature. So that's another challenge for me. I'll do a party. And at the end of the party, I'm like, oh my God, I didn't capture pictures. So I need to bring so a social media person in, I guess, to basically hire them so that they can capture those things. And it's second nature for them that I don't even think about because right, I'm so focused on focusing on my clients and making sure that they have such a wonderful and amazing experience that then I didn't capture anything. And then later I don't have pictures to show how wonderful the, the experience was for everyone. So that's yeah, probably my biggest challenge. Definitely. It's definitely hard to kind of make that a part of the routine. And I want to ask you if you, if you were to spend more time focusing on the social media and, you know, you were posting consistently, maybe you had some ads running or you, you at least had like a presence. What do you think that that would do for Latjohn's Pilates? Um, I probably would instantaneously, instantaneously see a lot more followers, um, which would ultimately lead to a lot more people like researching and coming and trying to just, you know, figure out what the craze is because we live in a society, in a culture where people want to, they suffer from FOMO. Um, yep. <laughs> so like if everybody's here doing it, then it must be like, you know, amazing. So I got to get over there and do it too. Um, so I know that it would drive a lot more traffic, just, you know, not only to my social media status, but also to the, the physical studio. And that's ultimately what I, I want. I want to get people in the door. And like I said, so if I can get you here, I know that I'm not going to let you leave. You're going to be hooked from that point on. So I need yep. to do whatever I can to get more and more people in the door. It's just a matter of, hey, how do we get them in the door? I mean, yeah. and I think that for most of us, that's our biggest challenge, especially the past few years, you know, what can we do to get our clients in through the door? And I definitely think that because we're in such a digital world, the number one way that we can find people is social, like through social media these days. Of course, you know, word of mouth and things like that are always going to be great. We can always count on them, but we definitely need to supplement with other methods to yeah. fill our space. Um if I were to hand you a magic wand, this is a loaded question. Take it as you will. If I were to hand you a magic wand, you reached all your goals and dreams for Lajon's Pilates. What would that big picture look like for you? Um, so I trained on all five apparatuses um, when I went through the curriculum, the comprehensive course. I currently have three of the five apparatuses in my space because my space is, is smaller. Um, and so I'm limited with what I can, you know, have in the space. 
I would have a space that was big enough to have all five apparatuses. And that being said, I would have a therapist also in the, in the space. I would have dedicated spaces where the reform, I have 10 machines. I currently have eight machines in my space right now. Okay. Um, so I would have all a space dedicated for like just my reformers, the for reformer room and reformer activity, a space that would be dedicated for my math classes, but I would also bring in other modalities. So like on certain days, if you like Zumba, Zumba, then you can come and do Zumba. Yoga, come and get yoga in. You like bar, you could come and get bar. So it's like almost a one-stop shop. I would consider having also like a massage therapist or someone who does Reiki or so like a holistic place for people to come, health and wellness, one-stop shop. And that's what it would look like. I would have different people in that could handle all of the different aspects you come in and you need a, a good massage I have someone I have the perfect person for you and I could basically like you know refer you to that person who's working right here in the facility so you don't even have to go down the street or very far to get to them they're right here at your service so okay. a wellness center and not just you know like my what I currently have right now but this is a great starting point yeah, yeah, for sure. And so what do you have to really focus on now to make all of that that you just discussed, kind of this whole wellness center, what do you have to focus on now to make that a reality and not necessarily a magic wand kind of situation? So I realized that I cannot do, like even I'm here today because of the help of others, right? Mm-hmm. So I in the beginning, when I was initially looking at doing this, I had certain people saying, well, you know, you could do angel investors and you know, you could do this. So of course, you know, I toyed around with all of those things and I was really apprehensive about borrowing money from someone. Like right now, the decisions that I make, I make the decisions for my, for my business. And I have no one else who has to weigh in and, and, and give me feedback or input. It's, 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 and it's, that's very, like, I love it. It's very freeing. It's very rewarding. But what I did was I partnered with someone, a yoga um, instructor. She has her own yoga studio. And at the time, she her space was like dormant because of COVID. Her space was smaller. It was dormant. I had been looking around with the realtor trying to find a location to do my Pilates. And most of the places wanted like a really long commitment. I partnered with this yoga um, instructor and the owner studio. And basically we, she allowed me to go into her space that was just sitting there. She wasn't using it because she was practicing out of another location to have more space where she could socially distance her her clients. Mm -hmm. So I go into her space and obviously I can get fewer machines, but it was a way for us to to test the market of Hayville to see if people would respond to Pilates. Because again, there was very few places around. Um, and it just ended up being like the best thing that I could possibly do because I got a chance to test drive the car before making the purchase. And now she's right next door. I'm in my location and we're working in tandem side by side. And we're trying to make sure that our businesses are, while we are, it's a partnership. She still is running her business the way that she wants and needs to run it. I'm running mine the way I need need to run mine, but we're trying to work in tandem. 
And so we're doing things in sync. We're offering packages where you can come and do Pilates. And if you want, you can also, we can throw in the yoga piece as well so that it's unlimited or maybe not unlimited, but we're putting packages together and offering clients the package. So she benefits as well as me. Um, and we're playing and building up on each other. We're meeting and we're, we're doing collaborations with other people in the fitness and wellness industry. So many people are afraid to do that because they're like, yeah, but I don't want this person to take my business. But right. there are people that's going to come and they're going to experience me and they're not going to like my teaching style, but they may love the person down the way who also has a, has a business. Um, I think there's enough business to go around for all of us that none of us have Absolutely. to be afraid of working together. So she and I are brainstorming constantly and we're going into like different um, places that just to do Pilates or to do mat yoga, mat yoga, mat Pilates um, and introducing ourselves to like other industries that would never have thought of doing something like that. We're doing collaborations just with, you know, people who are just, someone has a juicing company or someone else who's like, you know, into like organic uh, gardening and organic eating and that sort of thing. And they have like the venue that will allow for us to go out and do a yoga session on a Saturday or a Pilates session. We're just doing like all these different things um, with just different people in the communities because we realize that's a great organic way of getting ourselves out there, um, not necessarily on social media, but and and also of, of getting us to the next level. So mm -hmm. I may very well with that wellness spot partner with her and we may grow together and do that. So, but we're, we're doing everything right now in an organic way where we're testing the market. We're testing, working with each other, like, you know, mm -hmm. and seeing what works and what doesn't. And we're really using one another to bounce ideas off of, or to talk things through. Like there, she right now is, is dealing with some things. And I used my experience of having to deal with the contractors and the whole nine. I've been giving her like names of people. So to make it a lot smoother process for her. Um, and I know that I would, you know, anything that I right. would expand, I'm going to reach out to people and not be afraid to, you know, seek the help. I think so often as gym owners or just people that's trying to do it and build it on their own, we're trying to do it by ourselves, but there's so much information out there and people, and the people have it and they're willing to share it. You just kind of have to ask. Yeah. So just kind of like, continuously looking for the support you need to help take you to where you want to go and being open to conversations and meeting with new people and making connections with new people. It's definitely, you know, what's going to take you to that next level. Yes. I'm excited to see it happen. You know, this is something that's fairly new. And so I'm excited to see how it's able to evolve over time. Um, last question here, where can our listeners go to find you online to check out more about what you have to offer? Um, so if you if you want, you can go to my website, which is uh, Um, That's my website. And then I have my IG handle is at latjohnspilates. Perfect. I am excited to check it out. And I want to thank you for being here today. Um, I'm very, very excited that we had the chance to meet. And I think that it's cool because 
Pilates is one of those modalities that I haven't had a chance to talk to a ton of um, studio owners on. So I'm excited uh-huh. that we had this conversation. Um, and thank you again. Listeners, thanks for tuning in. Please don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description and we'll be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Alex Beck, and joining us on the show is Courtney Ackerman from Phoenix Body Fit of Cape Coral, Florida. What's going on, Courtney? Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Thanks, Alex. Super excited to be here. Thank you guys so much for reaching out and having interest in Phoenix. Um, I'm just having an awesome day. (laughs) No, that's that's good to hear. I'm excited to have you on as well. And I appreciate you, um, you know, giving some of that time out of that busy gym owner life to be here with us. Um, Now, before we dive into more of the nitty gritty of what you have going on and how you run your facility, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about what made you get started in the fitness industry in the first place? Yeah. So, um, I grew up pretty athletic and, um, you know, getting married, settling down, having two kids put on quite a bit of weight. Um, I'm five one and I was 171 at my heaviest. And so, um, I had to figure out how to lose it because I had never needed to step foot in a gym before. Um, so I started in, I started out like spending two hours a day, having no idea in a big box gym, like what in the world I was doing. Um, and decided to join a small group training facility or a, a group, um, training facility. They did hit classes and I fell in love with fitness. I fell in love with the community. Um, I fell in love with watching mostly women around me just transform their lives and gain so much confidence, which was everything um, to me and my values just personally. And um, some things happened there and a lot of people went their separate ways and I took my knowledge um, and actually started bodybuilding. I went to back to the gym and I was like, okay, well, I've lost all this weight, but now I'm like this skinny fat and I want to be like strong um, and toned. So I started bodybuilding um, and diving into that, but I really missed the community. And so that's what made me decide to open my own studio is to serve women like myself who, you know, don't need that weight loss anymore and who want that strong, you know, bikini fit look. I'm in Southwest Florida. Um, so it's a thing down here. It's like yeah. we want to look good at the beach, right? Yeah. Um, or by the pool. 
for on the boat. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I wanted to serve that demographic and I it really meant a lot to me to bring a community of women together and create a safe place for women to learn how to lift safely um, and productively and effectively and, and have girlfriends who are around cheering each other on. Um, so that's that is how Phoenix was born. Yes, yes. And, and we spoke a little bit before the podcast. And that was something that I noticed as well, how much you stress community and giving value to your members. Um, now that leaves us to, you know, the perfect point of um, asking you to give a little elevator pitch um, about your facility about Phoenix Body Fit and the services that you offer. Yeah, so Phoenix Body Fit, our mission is to actually empower women um, to gain confidence in themselves and their ability. And fitness is really just the vehicle that we do that through. And we teach them how to love themselves and how to believe in themselves um, and teach them what they're really capable of. Because when you, you know, when you put a woman under a barbell for the first time and you have her squat successfully with under a barbell and we start adding weights like this, just light comes on her face and she's so proud of herself. And so many of these women um, carry that, like they, they just share with me how much it carries over into the rest of their lives. And so um, that's what we really teach women is how to take care of themselves, you know, prioritize themselves and believe in themselves and their ability. Um, and it's done through just teaching them health and fitness in a whole small group, personal training, women-centric facility. Awesome. Now, a question that I like to ask, um, just because I think it's a good way for you to reflect on, you know, your past year as a gym owner, um, but what was something that was easier than you thought when it came to starting your facility? And what was something that was more difficult, um, you know, or unexpected when it came to starting your business? The most unexpected thing. So my, I'm not new to being an entrepreneur. Um, my husband and I have several other businesses. Um, I opened the studio on a complete whim. Like literally I decided in April and by August we were open. Like there was no planning. There was no financial capital. Like, Oh, where am I going to, we opened the gym. I have no debt except for myself personally. Um, so I understand business. Um, I'm not new to business. So I was like, Oh yeah, I've got this. Like, um, you know, I can, I can figure out how to open a gym, like, and this will be, that'll be the easy part. Um, all of our businesses are service centric and, and or online. And so having a brick and mortar location was mind blowing how different opening a physical location yeah. based business um was there were just so many hoops to jump through and so many things that nobody tells you and nobody really knows um unless you have somebody guiding you who's been through the process so that was a huge struggle to overcome um as far as what's been easy honestly nothing's been easy <laughs> it is um it is a challenge and a struggle um I think the easy thing is just the passion that I have for serving these women and the passion that I have for fitness is what keeps me going through all of the challenges and yeah. all of the little 
weird nuances in the fitness industry and in hiring and in just having a brick and mortar business. Um, so yeah, it's not for the faint of heart. That's for sure. No, definitely. And, and, but sometimes it's worth taking the risk. You know, I, I hear a lot of people talk about like luck or, you know, you, you're lucky, lucky this, um, he, he or she has good luck. Um, and I really think that, you know, the people who get luck are the people who take the risk and put their name out there. Um, you know, take the leap of faith. Um, of course, if you're sitting home, sitting at home all the time, you know, scared to take risks, not really getting out there, um, of course, you're going to have bad luck, right? So so it makes sense. And it's cool to see that you took the risk and it's going well for you now. Um, so that's awesome to hear. Now, I know you're offering a wide range of services for your girls, for your members. Mm -hmm. um, that kind of leads me to my next question. Um, I know you have about 35 members as well. Is that a number that you want to stop at? Or are you trying to hit the gas right now and see some new faces at your facility? Absolutely not. There is no breaking. Um, the ball is rolling and we are going to keep growing. Um, I hope to double that by the end of the year. Um, I am a small facility. I have about 800, 800 square feet to the studio part. Um, and then I have another like 800 for the reception area and, and my private offices and stuff like that. Um, so I, that'll put me pretty close to capacity, um, but we're definitely have our eyes set on location number two. Um, by about 18 months in business is my goal to be in a position to where I'm ready to start scouting locations and figuring out, you know, what location to, what I want to do differently, what I want to keep the same, um, and just the sky's the limit from there. I want to have multiple locations. I want to serve our community on a, on a big scale. Mm -hmm. Um, I, you know, I just, everyone in Southwest Florida, all the women here can use support. We are all in it together and our children, will be the next generation to live here. So if we can make yeah. a dent and an impact on, on these women and their lives and how they lead, um, you know, their families and how they lead in their businesses, it, it'll just level up the whole community. And that's, that's my big goal is just how can I make the place, the place that I choose to call home, the best possible place. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I, and I love talking to people with like, you know, a vision or, or big goals for, for what they're doing. Um, so awesome. So since you are wanting to see some new faces in your facility and help some more people, um, what are you actively doing right now to aid that growth process? Social media um, advertising was a huge turning point for us. Mm -hmm. um, with one of our other businesses, I had had a bad taste in my mouth from Facebook ads, yeah. you know, just spent a lot of time just reading through people who were not interested. And I was like, I don't have time to, to sit here and read through yeah. thousands of leads to find a couple. Um, so I really resisted for the first what is that? Like the whole first quarter of being open. And I was like, no, my friends are going to support me and like this, that, and the other. And a few did. Um, but at some point I realized like, all right, I have to let strangers know <laughs> that, that I exists. exist and yeah. that I want to help them because I cannot survive having this business open um, for a very long time without more people walking through the doors. So um, I gave in to social media marketing and it was 
the absolute best thing I could have done for my business. Good, <laughs> um, good. Yeah. And just investing in myself that way. And then, you know, offering referral programs for my clients, like, Hey, if you're enjoying this, I would love to have, you know, your friends and family come in, um, you know, any girlfriends that you have that you think could benefit from this, bring them in. So lots of, lots of referrals starting to happen now that I've gotten a pretty good base going and just that social media and just getting out there and um, optimizing like my Google uh, presence and stuff like that as much as I can too. So yeah, definitely. I think um, people kind of have a bad stigma towards like digital marketing, but in general, it's just a tool, right? And and if you can figure out how to use the tool correctly, it makes it that much easier for you as a, you know, a business owner. And even with referrals, it's like the referrals, of course, are super important. It shows proof of product. It gets you that first group of members to you know, be at your facility. Um, but the bad thing with that is it's really hard to track and like duplicate, right? Mm -hmm. So as, although you could get 10 members in as referrals for the first of the year, it's hard to, you know, make a plan for growth with that. It's hard to look at the next six months and be like, okay, um, I could also get 10 months in February, March, or, you know, 10 members in February, March, and April. Um, so that's like the downside of we're relying solely on referrals. So that's good that you are trying different things like paid advertising. Um, okay. Do you do it yourself or do you hire like an outside company to do it for you? No, I hired an expert. I, um, I, it was not something that I thought was a valuable return on my personal time. I'm extremely busy. I have two children. Like I said, we have multiple businesses um, and I don't know it well enough yeah. to sit there and waste money figuring it out. So I, I hired that out. Yeah. No, that's as good. A, yeah. As a new entrepreneur, like the more things that I can take off my plate because I'm doing everything else in the very, very beginning, um, starting to have a team and stuff like that and leverage other resources. But as a solopreneur, when I very, very first got started, I needed as much as possible off my plate. If I didn't, if I didn't know how to do it already, somebody else was doing it. I was paying right. somebody else because I don't have time for that. My time is much more valuable doing things that I, I know I'm good at. Yeah. And, and I think that's a skill in its own too, right? To be able to look at the things that, uh, that maybe you're not good at or focus on the things that really move the needle forward for you. And mm -hmm. so for you, if, you know, getting into trying to teach yourself how to run ads on Facebook is going to take up a ton of time from the things that really move the needle forward for you, then it's, you know, the best option to, to ha pass that along to someone else. Absolutely. Um, now, I did want to ask, how many clients do you hypothetically think you could handle? I know you're at about 25 right now. You're trying to continue growth. What's that number for you when you're like, okay, th this is a number that I'm trying to be at right here? So my facility is only 800 square feet inside of the studio. I do small group personal training for women. So I do about um, up to eight girls in a session at a time. And so my anticipated cap, including like, people, not every single person showing up every day is going to be about 90 to hundred people is what I anticipate. Um, you know, it could be that I cap out at less because I do have, I do find that a lot of my girls come every single day and they are consistent, which is awesome because yeah. I am so excited for their growth. I'm so excited that they're excited to be there. Um, and 
as we know, being in the industry, that's how you get results yeah. um, is by showing up. So, you know, I might find that I cap out in my classes earlier, but my thought um, is that at 90 to 100 clients, I will be out of space and either be turning business down, which I don't want to do, or be ready to level up to location number two and hopefully have two small studios um, at location number two. So I've got two sets of sessions going on at the same time um, and then keeping this location. So I'll have three sessions running at all times with up to eight girls. So that's, that's the goal and, and where I see it going there you for go. now, at least until we get bigger, bigger and better. <laughs> yeah. 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 A lot of room for growth. That's good to hear. Um, now, if you could wave kind of a magic business wand essentially and have your business be in the exact position where you want it um what would that look like to you i it would be a self-sufficient machine um in a dream world i've got multiple locations all over southwest florida and i've got the teams that i trust with my girls in place at every single one and the right people in place and the right leadership in place at every one and then a leader over all of that. And I direct the ship and have the big vision and you know set the goals and monitor here and there and just drop into support as needed and you know moving on to other ways that I can scale and um, add value. Um, we, I would love to have an apparel line. We kind of talked about that. That's actually, um, that is something that I do dream of being able to have an apparel line as part of Phoenix, because I've found so many women who like, even just people that I know from all over the country, from social media that resonate with the Phoenix message of rising up, um, you know, and, and, and building yourself back up from the ashes so many women resonate with that and so having an apparel line um and a fitness apparel line and me being a bikini competitor like i'm like okay let's like that's another thing that i want to add um and so i'll like have the gyms that are they're taking care of themselves and that's beautiful and i'll be able to explore other options and other ways to serve women and influence hopefully women to take control of their lives and and empower themselves and love on themselves more yeah definitely i mean you mentioned being wanting to be like a self-sufficient machine i think that's like every business owner's goal right to (laughs) eventually get to a point where the things run on its own and you could kind of take a step back and take days off or focus on you know other things you're passionate about um so that's cool to hear that's you know part of your goals Um, What do you think is like the biggest bottleneck that you're facing right now that's like preventing you, um, you know, from seeing the growth you want or, you know, from taking off to the point where you want to be at? I think the biggest thing that holds me back is my time, honestly. Um, That is my biggest struggle is, is balancing all of the hats that I wear. Um, and trying to be as efficient and productive with my time as possible. Um, 
between being a mom and being a wife and having these businesses and supporting our other businesses as much as I can, I've stepped back a lot from our other businesses um, and being a competitor. It's, there's just only so much time in the day. Um, and so I can only do so much. I have leveraged every system that I know of um, to help free up my time. But, um, and I've started hiring. So that has been a huge, huge relief of my time as I now have two part-time trainers. Um, so I don't usually run any of my afternoon sessions anymore. And I don't usually run um, one morning a week. And so it's been a matter of, you know, growing it to a point where I can afford to bring in and pay well, um, especially right now with how competitive rates are. Um, you know, you can go to Target and make $20 an hour. So I'm like, well, I got to pay more than Target. Um, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, I need somebody with some skills who actually is going to show up and yeah. like, care. Right, um, right. So being able to leverage people now and afford that that's been like that's a dance that's very interesting and tricky um and trusting honestly other two other people with the well-being of of my women um that come in and allowing them to help me help them reach their goals um so yeah that's uh that's been my biggest bottleneck is that dance of like, okay, how many people do I need at what rates in order to hire somebody and how much can I pay them and finding the right person. So yeah, number crunching. And there is such thing as growing too fast too, right? I mean, if your goal is a hundred members, you know, and if your time is, is crunched right now, imagine, you know, doubling your tripling your membership and, uh, and, you know, not hiring more people. It's almost like essentially you kind of, there's like, it's like a pendulum, you know, like on one side, you know, you want more members, not enough staff, then you get too much members, um, you know, not enough staff. So you, you have to find that balance in the middle to where you're prepped for growth, you have a game plan, um, so that everything runs smoothly. Yes. Yeah, it's um, that that finding that balance, um, and setting the goals and sticking to them and preparing I think the biggest thing for me has been preparing from the get-go to scale um, and knowing like the pivot points of when I need to make the change, such as bringing on my first trainer Mm -hmm. and then bringing on the second trainer and like just having that plan in place and the systems in place to be able to scale that because you're right, like grow too fast and the service lacks. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to water down what you offer, you know? Yeah, it's, um, you know, I'm more here for the relationships and the service and my mission than I am for the money. Um, Honestly, I don't need the gym to make me money or pay my bills. I have other, I have other businesses. This is just, this is a passion of mine. And of course, do I want to make money? My time is incredibly value, valuable. So yes, I want this to be profitable and a return on the investment that I've made in giving my time. Um, But it's so much more to me about serving um, and the women that I that I have that have trusted me with their fitness journey and with helping them with their confidence um, that I don't want to dilute what I offer them. Um, so yeah, growing too fast was definitely 
Um, I interview every girl that comes in and I don't, you know, I don't take everyone. I'm very selective of my culture and protective of the culture that I create, mm -hmm. um, you know, cause it is, it's eight women in a session. And so if yeah. one woman is constantly bringing in negative energy, that's rubs off to everybody. Yeah. And I want it to be, you know, fun and something that women look forward to doing. Um, so yeah, I've definitely made sure that I'm not growing too fast or too slow. Um, you got to find the right, the right speed, the right mix of everything, the right mm -hmm. harmony. It's, uh, it's, it's fun to figure it all out. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, now I did want to touch a little bit just on the types of services that you offer. I know you try and have everything be almost all inclusive, right? Mm -hmm. um, what other services do you offer that connects with, you know, your private training? It, is it just one payment model? Really? It's like, Hey, pay for this. And this is everything that you get. Yes. Um, and so I'm a small group personal training studio. And so it's a full transformation package. Okay. So there's three parts to it. Um, first is the unlimited small group personal training sessions. Sessions, I have general session hours. You walk in at any time during those hours, get your 45 minute workout in and go on your merry way or hang out, whatever. Um, the second part is nutrition. So my ideal clients is our women who maybe have already gone through most of their weight loss journey, maybe have, you know, 20 to five pounds that they need to lose, but they really want to get that strong bikini look. And so I do strength training. I don't do hit. I don't do a whole lot of super high intensity cardio. I do a lot of strength training. I want to teach these women how to actually lift to have muscle and not just wind up skinny fat. Right, um, right. So that's my ideal client. I do have other clients who do need significant weight loss that I've taken on because I think that they are mentally ready in my interview with them that I'm like, I'm going to take you on and we just change up their workouts a little bit so that they are constantly moving so that they do get that calorie burn because that's what they need. And that's the yeah. beauty of being a small group personal training. But so yeah, um, unlimited sessions, nutrition, because you're never going to get gains if you're not fueling your body. And I don't want anybody wasting their time with me or wasting my time because, you know, I am selective and I only have space for so many people. Um, and I want everyone who's there to be successful because it only motivates everybody else around them as well. Um, and then accountability to me personally, every single week, um, there's an online form that they fill out, they submit their measurements, their weight. Um, they tell me about, you know, their stress levels. Are you sleeping? Um, you know, all of that stuff that really we cool. know hormonally will play into how they look in those pictures that they have to submit. And then we'll tweak uh, plans from there. But it is a full, I am giving you everything that you need. Um, I've sent girls out for home, hormone testing. Um, you know, I've got supplements that I do um, affiliate with. I'm working on meal prep service that I am affiliating with. So trying to help deliver value so that these women have everything that they need and take any excuses off the table for them to be successful and develop healthy habits for a long term. So the program is minimum six months. Okay. Um, I've gone 
up to, as of right now, 40 weeks, um, 45 weeks. Actually, I just signed a girl for 45 weeks um, for her full transformation package. And then after that, so my goal is to teach them and empower them to not need me after that. They have everything yeah. that they need to take the skills and be successful anywhere. Um, my goal then is that they love it and they want to stay part of the family. Um, yeah. And then they switch over to an automatic um, either month to month at a higher rate, or if they commit to me for a year, I do give them a discount at that point. So um, that all changed also in January when I did the Facebook started with the social media marketing. So I okay. don't have anybody who's completed their six months yet. Uh, we're coming up on that. <laughs> uh, we're almost there. I think I have one girl that's got like a week or two left, okay. um, but she's already committed that she's saying, she's like, I love it here. I'm not going anywhere else. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, that's it, it's, it's full transformation package. Once that ends, I hope you stay so far nobody's been like yeah after i'm after this i'm leaving everybody's like i'm here forever like this is awesome um yeah. which is really makes me feel good that i am providing the community that i sought to create do you enjoy like sticking solely to like the premiere service one package type of model have you ever thought of offering like you know like maybe um obviously the package you have right now is really good but that could be like the top tier package and having you know, something right below it to attract, you know, more people that, that, you know, maybe don't have the money or don't want to spend that much or a little skeptical of, you know, spending a lot uh, to jump off and start their transformation. Anything that I do, I want it to be the best of the best. Okay. I want to offer the best of the best. There's so many and with, with value, right. I'm not just going to okay. take as much money as I possibly can for you. Like I truly, you know, I want there to be a, a high value exchange, um, but I'm not cheap. And there are other options out there that are less expensive. Um, and so I thought about, you know, a lower price point. Um, but honestly, I think sticking with being an elite coveted like that's my goal is that I grow to a point to have this reputation around town to where like oh you go you know to Phoenix like yeah all right you you're going to the best place to get right. those kinds of like I want to be known for turning out hot women <laughs> right who have that bikini look or who have had a lot of success who are extremely confident because it's not just about being a size two either. Yeah. Right? yeah. A lot of my girls, you know, don't want to be teeny tiny, but they want to feel strong and they want to look strong and they want to be strong. So whatever their aesthetic is, doesn't really matter. But that confidence that a woman wears because she believes in herself and her ability, like that's what I want to be known for is like, Oh, that's a Phoenix. Um, you know, she's a badass and she's a warrior and, you know, that's, so that's what I want to be known for and, and nobody else does that. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of value in that, in my yeah. opinion. So yeah, I, I don't really want to cheapen myself. Yeah. And it's good, you know, your marketing angle and, and, you know, the type of member that you're looking for. Um, now I know you're affiliate for, you know, some nutrition programs and some supplement programs. I'm sure you get like a small percentage of the revenue from, from those sales. 
Um, have you ever thought of offering that stuff out of your facility, stuff like supplements or, you know, even nutrition supplements is, is the easiest, especially with like your target demographic. Um, I mean, I've, t- I've talked to some all women facilities to where, um, you know, they include supplements as part of their package or either that or after they sign up a week later, after they work out for a week, um, they offer the supplements as well as, you know, um, something that their members can, could buy. And of course, you know, you don't want to look at your members as a cash cow, right? Something to keep trying to find ways to pull money out of. But things like supplements, especially even merch, like you said, or nutrition, um, this is all stuff that they're going to buy probably outside of your facility, right? Um, most of them are going to be buying protein, BCAs, maybe even a fat burner outside of your facility. Um, so if it's something that you could offer inside of your facility, it really makes it all that much better for you as, as a business owner. I do. So um, what I do is after their week trial, as soon as they sign up and they start their first day, I place the order through the company that I'm with um, because it takes about a week for it to get to me. And I don't want to have a whole lot of inventory on hand um, as of right now. Um, I have small amount of, of inventory that I do sell, but so on their first day of being part of the family, they're no longer on trial. They have committed um, and I've charged them. Um, I charge them a new member um, startup fee and that gets, they don't know when they are signing the agreement that that $250 goes towards, they actually get that back. I really don't make a whole lot basically, except for my affiliate money. Um, I provide them with a protein powder and it's all super quality stuff that I personally have used for years. Um, So they provide them with a protein powder, a woman's fat burner, a woman's multivitamin, um, a BCAA, um, a reds supplement and a green supplement. And um, they also get, we use a heart rate monitoring system in the studio. So they get their heart rate monitor, which is really fun. They're excited about that because they've seen everybody else's with their colors and their hearts on the screen. And they're like, oh, I don't know where I'm at. Well, if you stick around, you will know. Um, So they're excited to get that. And it's got a little thank you card in it, um, personally written from me with a QRC code that takes them to a landing page on the back end. You can't get to it from anywhere unless you have this code or the specific link for that page that lists all the subs that I recommend. Um, it's got like all the ones that I recommend, all the ones that I personally take, and then some alternative options for like vegans and stuff like that. Um, but so the QRC codes in the thank you card, they go on there and like, here's a sampling of your products. If you liked any of this, here's how you reorder. If you want to look at more subs, or if I get into a conversation with them about subs, um, you know, I'll say, you know, the QRC code is on, on, I have like meal replacement bars and single servings of protein, um, a carb replacement powder and pre-workout and beef jerky sticks, like all just a little bit of inventory that I carry for people to just for convenience purposes. Right, right. Um, And on the pricing sheet, the QRC codes there. So I have them, you know, if we're having a conversation in studio during session or, you know, they're snagging me outside of their session, um, you know, I'm like, oh, well, here's the QRC code, scan it. Here's the website and all these links, take them through the back end to the website where they can purchase and drop ship. So, um, or if okay. they want to order um, in quant- in larger quantities, I've placed orders and just charged them um, for through my own website uh, so that they don't have to order. So like if they want a box, well, the box only, you have to buy two. 
and it's kind of pricey. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I'll sell you one and I'll keep the other for inventory, there stuff like that. So I, I do, um, I do have the subs in place, um, just cause I believe in them. You know, it's hard to hit if you're muscle building, especially it's hard to hit that protein number without some sort of protein sub. It's yeah. just your whole foods are absolutely number one. And that is what I preach. But at the end of the day, again, we're busy moms and busy wives and busy leaders in our community. And there's, it's not always that we can go home and make ourselves an egg white omelet or a chicken sandwich. Yeah. Um, you know, when we go home, cause we've got errands and stuff to do. So having, you know, care being able to carry a protein powder or being able to take a meal replacement bar with you um, is so much value. And so if I instill that from the beginning, from the get-go, as soon as you start with me, I feel like I'm setting them up for more success. And then gut health, you know, the reds and the greens and the multivitamin and the pepper, like all these things. And I'm like, all right, these are basics that every woman needs. Yes. Yes. And you sound so passionate. You know, I'm happy <laughs> um, that, that, you know, you really care about your members and, and provide a great service um, that's changing their lives. It can help them be, you know, the hot moms that they want to be. Um, <laughs> so, so awesome. I think that's a, that's a pretty good place to close out this episode, Courtney. Um, but before we do log out of here, please get a shout out to your Instagram, your Facebook, um, your website, just so the listeners could find some more info on you and your gym. Yeah, absolutely. So you can find Phoenix um, on Facebook and Instagram at phoenixbodyfit.capecoral. And then if you want to follow me, I mostly post on my personal page about my bikini journey and just personally how I live this lifestyle that I'm trying to teach everyone else um, at phoenixfit.queen. <laughs> yes, I love it. Phoenixfit.queen. Yes. Um, make sure you give a follow, you guys, out of Cape Coral, Florida. Um, and I absolutely appreciate your time, Courtney, and look forward to seeing what you could accomplish down to the down the road. Um, and to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. As for the listeners, don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you are interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald, and joining us, we have Mr. Adrian Clark of PGP Sports Training coming to you from Warrensville Heights, Ohio. 
Adrian, what's going on, man? How are you today? Hey, man, I'm good and blessed up and early. Uh, hey, man, just just excited to have a chance to sit back and chat a little bit. Yeah, that's exactly why we're here. And so, Adrian, for a little bit of context here, before we dive straight into the business and strategy and tactics and everything, tell us a little bit about PGP. What is this business and, and how do you describe it to people? Well, you know what? PGP was a vision of mine. Uh, once I was done playing uh, professional football, I wanted to uh, be able to establish something that can help athletes with transition. Um, that's the toughest part, you know, after you've been doing something for so long to now try to figure something else out. Uh, and the one thing that was always consistent, even while I was playing, was I was always at the gym. So it was like, okay, well, you know, one of the best ways to be able to help people is to help people, um, to help them accomplish goals, to help them uh, get over hurdles, whatever it is. So, you know, one of the things that came to me was being able to help people through the things that I've learned. Um, you know, I've helped, I also help people through, you know, football skills and stuff. But one of the biggest things that I've learned in life uh, that people, generally how they look is how they feel. Um, and I wanted to be able to be a service as much as I can um, to as many people as I can, uh, athletes, uh, regular people, you know, it doesn't make a difference. I just wanted to be able to help. So pro-grade performance came to me actually 14, 15 years ago. Um, and the name pro-grade, I mean, I was a professional athlete, so it just made mm -hmm. sense, pro-grade. Um, yeah. And I and I consider what I offer was uh, top-notch because um, the knowledge that I had a chance to um, acquire, I always felt like whenever you get a chance to get something, it's not necessarily meant for you. It's meant for somebody else. Um, so every every bit of knowledge that I had a chance to acquire, I then want to be able to instill as in, instill in as many people as I possibly can. So program performance came to life. Yeah, and and so as probably more when you were on the client side, being around some of the best minds in strength and conditioning through the NFL right. and in various capacities, right. and you wanted to give that back, you wanted to provide that and pass that knowledge on to the people that you work with, talk to us a little bit about when you got this whole thing started. How long has PGP been around? Uh, we've been around now for about nine years. Um, it's, it's a funny story. Uh, I had a chance to go down and spend some time at Exos for about a week um, down in, uh, I think we were in Pensacola, Florida. Mm -hmm. And um, I always, again, I was in the, in the making, in the beginning phases of this. And having a chance to see their setup and everything, it just, I don't know, man, it, it just, it pushed me to another level. Um, and it really pushed me to say, okay, well, let's, this is this is definitely something that's obtainable. Um, you know, and, and it's a goal. You know, it was a goal to get to that level. Uh, understanding that you got to be able to crawl before you walk. Um, and, it, and it's definitely been a, it's been a, a journey, to say the least. Yeah, um, this is, it's an interesting perspective because going from, the top of the top in your field right. from playing football to being somewhat of a beginner as a business right. owner and specifically a gym owner has to be right. a humbling experience for sure. Right. Tell us a little bit about the model of this. How did, what are the services that you are actually putting out here now that we have this business? So we have uh, for gym, for gym pop, we have uh, individual memberships. We have uh, private training. We have boot camps. Um, we also offer stretching services. Uh, we offer recovery services. Um, we, you know, we use Normatec um, equipment as well as Theragun equipment, so on and so forth. Uh, mm -hmm. Fracture release, uh, foam run, all that good stuff. 
Um, and then on the athletic side, we have performance training. We have uh, speed and agility training. Um, we have skills training, which is more specific to the actual sport and the actual athlete. And then we have overall strength and conditioning. Um, we do offer um, nutrition as well. I have a nutritionist cert through um, really basic, nothing, you know, obviously you can't write anything, uh, not be a license, but being able to just give um, advice on vitamins, minerals, you know, nutrients, so on and so forth, macros, micros. Um, those are the kind of things that we offer. And it's kind of, I didn't mention this part. Uh, we're really a health spot. Cause my wife, she works up in the front and uh, we have about another 850 square feet up front where she does nails. She does therapeutic uh, things with that okay, as well. So there's so, a lot of components to this. Yeah. Yeah. We offer, we offer quite a bit. The one-stop shop. Right. 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 There right you go. Yep. Okay. And so Adrian, I think it's important for us to at least touch on the last couple of years in fitness being right. crazier than the, the previous in your experience, at least. Right. How did, how did COVID affect you guys? How do your membership numbers now compare to 2019 or early 2020? So the funny thing is, uh, our COVID experience was actually, I would say it wasn't your typical COVID experience. So prior to us actually having our own brick and mortar, we were renting space from another established gym. So I was just a private contractor going over there, you know, paying my monthly due, so on and so forth. So as COVID was going on, um, my, my gym equipment guy, he actually owns a building. So I converted my garage at home into a home gym for my clients because we actually got shut down. So, you know, I was, I was operating out of the house on and so forth. So I was coming up, you know, buying, spin bikes, all this stuff. And mm -hmm. he asked me, he said, uh, you know, I have a space open. He said, uh, is this something, you know, would you be willing to open up your own space, which we already were in the planning in the making of doing. Um, so while COVID was probably on its tail end, we were outfitting our place. Oh, um, that's where you are now. Right. Where we are now. Ah, yeah. So, okay we actually had a chance to, it's been a blessing for us um, until we got COVID, once we got yeah, COVID. Yeah, that's, that's a weird perspective <laughs> to take, but oh, I right, think right. silver lining well, at least. Yeah, tell me about it. So then, you know, we had to shut down for probably about three weeks. Um, but that's the thing with, with, this, um, with this profession, bro, especially when you talk about private clients and athletes, you know, the, the whole thing with athletes is, is it's not a revolving door, but it's a growth process. You know, if you get middle school athletes, they then become they then become high school athletes, and high school athletes become college athletes, and it's all about continuing to get them better. And and the gen pop has been pretty good, but it's again though, you know, you get people who get to a point where they either fall off the wheel or they feel like they're you know motivated to go off and do it on their own. But for the most part, it's been sure. it's been a blessing of an experience. Um, we've had our ups, we've had our downs. Um, but, you know, it's business, man. It's business. Yeah, can't I think anybody well. that listens to this podcast knows exactly what you're right. talking about. It's a right. it's a roller coaster. But yeah, we take the good with the bad. Now, for you, now that you guys have this sort of headquarters to operate right. out of, what's been working from a marketing standpoint? How are you guys getting the word out that this business exists and then right. getting people interested in it from there? So with my wife, uh, with my wife's aspect, she's already had a pretty massive clientele. She's been doing this now for a very long time. I um, mean, it just made sense for us to come together. Uh, we're, you know, thinking of the body holistically from the top to the bottom. Um, for myself, I've been big on a lot of word of mouth um, and, you know, Instagram and, and so on and so forth. 
The hardest part is uh, with me being by myself here, um, I have some private contractors that come in periodically. You know, um, I'm kind of head of marketing, head of training, head of everything. (laughs) Head janitor. (laughs) uh, Right, right, right. So the funny thing is, Joe, I've actually invested um, a lot of a lot of time and a lot of money over the last, I'd say, probably year in buying equipment for podcasts and buying cameras to be able to get content. And I even purchased a drone, got some lights, all these different things um, to now be able to really get out there. Because, you know, it, being a gym owner or being even in performance training or gym pop, whatever it is, there's content constantly, right? There's good content that you can always get for a drill that you might've just thought of, or, you know, even the execution of a drill. So to be able to have those uh, materials that you need to then be able to produce your own and put it out there. um, You know, I I just said, I'm just going to hunker down and find the time and just do it, man. But for the most part, it's been, you know, word of mouth, um, a lot of retention from, from that um, as well as, you know, the, the 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 free stuff the instagram yeah. and you know social media has got to be a like huge that. part of this i would imagine oh, for sure for sure yep. is that you that's is, are you taking the lead on that or have you guys worked with anybody to help you out listen homie right now me <laughs> we're, we're you got all go kinds in. of titles here hey you know you know what but here's the thing though i honestly i don't want them you know what i mean we're we're we want to find i have a buddy of mine who does um he does a lot of great uh content um, and he's actually going to help us with some of the stuff. But no, the hard part is if that's not his every day, you know, we have to kind of get him as he's available. Um, uh, okay. but, but for the most part, um, you know, we're just, I mean, and, and, and to be honest with you, you're looking for a certain type of clientele as well. And that's not saying that we turn away anybody. That's just saying, you know, no, I, I think, I think you're spot on there. Cause I think at the end of the day, good marketing should repel people that the service isn't designed for just as much as it does attract the right right type of people. And to your point, everybody thinks that starting a business is the hardest part of this, but a lot of the time we can get started and get rolling. It's all of the things that come after that, that then you're responsible for that we really need to pass off at the end of the day. There's, there's one of you in in 24 hours in a day. So it's a, it's an interesting (laughs) challenge for you here now, at least take us to the next step in the process, Adrian, somebody reaches out, whether it's a middle school athlete or Mr. And Mrs. Jones, middle-aged, just trying to lose weight. They reach out to you interested in joining Walk me through what a typical sales process looks like and, and what the customer experience is. So the dope thing about having your own, having your own establishment versus like, well, actually it's kind of the same, even being in a big, a big box gym, right? Um, most cases people come in, you know, whether they contact you over the phone or whether they walk through the doors, they're already sold. You know, the biggest thing is just you getting to the nitty gritty, figuring out why they're actually there. Know, figuring out because a lot of people come in with the basic oh I want to get faster or oh I want to get lose weight but the real question is why right because there's always an underlining something that's direct that's really driving them to get them in there now for me that's you know it's kind of sneaky you know sneaky tactics because it gives me you know those buttons that I need to then be able to push as they come through the door um Someone calls me, they say, hey, I've got, a, I've got a kid, you know, who's, I don't know, let's say he's a 13-year-old point guard, seventh grade. Um, I want him to get bigger, faster, stronger, right? The first question is, okay, well, why, right? 
So then from there, they'll, they'll tell me why, you know, which normally it could be, well, um, they were better when they were younger. Now the competition's catching up, testosterone set in, they don't have control of their body, so on and so forth. Um, then at that point is, okay, well, what are you looking to accomplish? Um, and obviously they already said they want to get bigger, faster, and stronger, but okay, now we have to really sit down and say, all right, what exactly are we looking to accomplish? Because getting bigger, faster, stronger, it, it's so cliche. It's just like, I want to lose weight, right? Yeah, it doesn't so mean gotta, anything. Yeah. Exactly. So from that point, um, we'll establish the time. I'll look at my book, see what I have available for them to come in. And we could just go, we could just sit down and have a conversation face to face. Because a lot of times when you deal with the parent, or, well, I'll use the athlete, then I'll go to the, you know, gym pop. But yep. when you're dealing with a parent, the parent will tell you one thing, but then when you talk to the kid, they'll tell you something completely different. So it's always good True. to True. sit down and have them both together to then and look at them dead in the eye and then be able to see, you know, um, and ask them whatever question you need to ask them. Then from there, we'll go and do an assessment. Um, just a real quick assessment after they sign the waiver, um, just to see how they move, you know, see how they move laterally, see how they move forward see how their body function is, you know, see if they're, when they squatted, their knees are going super past their toes, see how tight their hips are, see how tight their low back is, just all these different things just to see, to give me an idea as to see exactly what we need to work on, whether it's, you know, activation of different muscle groups, whether it's flexibility, mobility, stability, um, all these different things. Now, when we go to gen pop, it's the same thing. I want to lose weight. Okay, well, why do you want to lose weight? Oh, well, you know, I have a, an event coming up. Okay. So at that point in time, is then my, my job to kind of get people out of the mindset of fads and more so get people into the mindset of life change. Because just because you have an event coming up doesn't make a difference. You want to change your life. You don't have to keep on going through the same thing. So we go through the same thing. We have an uh, in-person consultation where we'll sit down, we'll have a conversation. And again, I'll ask questions to kind of get to the heart of the, of the real reason, uh, whether, you know, it's health related issues or anything. Um, and then from there, we'll discuss how many days they wanna go a week, we'll discuss price, so on and so forth. And then we'll discuss uh, when exactly they're ready to get started. And that's yeah. how it goes. So this is a pretty thorough process. It's not, right. I mean, we, we talk to a lot of gym owners and it's basically, hey, this is how much it costs. Do you wanna do it or do you not? You are pouring a lot of resources into right. each individual sales right. consult to really make sure you're a good fit for them, but they're a good fit right. for what you do as well. And so exactly. throughout that process, we're, we're bringing people into the facility. Once they're in, Adrian, tell me in your mind at least what influences retention the most or what influences mm. how long they stay around. Uh, I would say uh, in the medical world, they call it bedside manner. Um, mm. And I would just say customer service. Um, and that's, and honestly, that's, <laughs> that's part of the reason why I don't have as much content as I would like. Um, because when I'm spending time with my clients, um, I try to engage with them as much as possible. Um, I try to be as genuine as possible and I like to know what I like to figure out who they are. You know, I listen. So like, you know, if, if someone tells me a story or whatever, I'm listening to the whole story and I can get bits and pieces about how their characteristic, how their character truly is. So then when they come in a day and, you know, just one thing is off, I'll notice it and I can kind of adapt to it to kind of, you know, help, help them, cheer them up or whatever, but to help drive them and motivate them more. Um, but I would say the biggest thing is customer service, man. Like if you don't 
the the whole the whole aspect in this game, and I think a lot of you know my fellow um, gym owners, trainers, whatever. A lot of things that sometimes we fail to miss is that we're not the superstar in this thing. You know, yeah, they it's are. Not about you the, the clients are not at all. Right? Yeah. We we're providing a service, which in turn, you know, we work for them. Like when you come in and you sign that and you pay that. Bro, if you don't, if you don't, you know, if I don't work for you, I don't, I don't. You're a sidekick at best. (laughs) That's it. That's it. Right. So, you know, and the thing is, is that, man, we're just vehicles. You know what I mean? Like they do the work, you know, if you're the one doing the work, you deserve the praise. So, you know, that's what I think is the greatest thing. Yeah. And so our conversation so far, Adrian, has been, how do we get people? How do we convert them into members? How do we keep them? Right. expand that out a little bit further for me. You've been doing this for quite some time now. You've had your location for a couple of years. Right. What's the big picture here for you? Where do you see this business going as you move forward? Um, honestly, so growth, man. Like I, I feel like if you ain't growing, you dying. Um, so for us, we have some other services that we want to be able to offer. Um, I'm, I got some other certifications that I'm working out now. Um, but overall, we just want to be able to help people holistically, man. We want to be able to help people become better leaders, uh, become better fathers, mothers, become just better people in general. Um, we, you know, my wife and I, and I know this isn't faith-based, but we're also youth pastors at our church. So okay. we have we have so much, you know, that we believe that we're we're to do that training is not enough. You know, doing nails is not enough. We want to be able to eventually get to a point where we have, you know, maybe eight to 10,000 square foot uh, place where we then can offer more, you know, we can offer more training, more boot camps, um, and we can offer just, just a total life change and a holistic view from mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically, because to be honest with you, it takes all of that um, to really get to where you want to be in life. And, you know, we, we look to, we have a couple more years left where we are here now, um, but yeah, man, we, we just want to grow. We just want to keep on growing to be able to establish, you know, whatever we can to touch as many lives as we can. And that means eventually get some other people in here training. So I had to do all this. For yeah, <laughs> staffing is a conversation that you and I are going to have to save for another day because right. we could go right. down the rabbit hole and talk about that for hours and hours and hours. But right. it's, I asked that question, the big picture question, because entrepreneurship gives people so many routes that they can go right you open up this business so you could make the rules it looks like growth in your mind but i think a lot of the time people get fixated on what they think other people want for them and not what they truly want for themselves and that's what leads to burnout in our industry more than anything else but growth and and at the heart of this is impacting lives and helping people i think you talk about fitness as a vehicle this is one way to cater to that growth but it's it sounds like it's bigger than just sets and reps and and getting a little bit stronger would you agree yeah for sure i mean but i think you know if we're all honest with ourselves it's always bigger than that right because most people you know whether you want to put on bulk you know or if you want to lose weight there's always something underlining that's causing that desire, you know, and, and if we're honest with ourselves, anything in life or well, everything in life that we do, there's a reason behind it. Um, and I think once you tap into that reason, you can really truly tap into the true potential of, of your client or whoever you're dealing with, you know, but if it's just surface, you know, and it's just come in. All right, well, 
you got three sets of eight on four different chest exercises yeah. and doesn't mean, doesn't know, mean anything yeah. <laughs> like like come on man you know what i'm saying and and uh it's just i don't know you know I, i'm grateful for everything that i've had a chance to experience and even now you know the ups the downs actually i'm more grateful for the hard moments now because there's so many lessons you learn you know of what to do of what not to do and um Listen, man. I'm sure you still got there. some learning to do too. We still got lot, plenty, plenty to do. Right. But right. Adrian, that's a great place for us to to start to wrap our conversation up. But before we get out of here, why don't you tell mm-hmm. people where they can learn a little bit more about ProGrade? Is there a website or is there social yeah. media? Where yeah, can people yeah, yeah. go? So definitely our website is uh www.pgpsports.com. Um our Instagram is uh PGP Sports. Uh, we have another one, which is PGP Sports Fitness uh, Training and Health Spa. Um, our Facebook is also PGP Sports, and our Twitter page is uh, PG is a uh, Sports PGP because I guess PGP Sports was already taken. Go figure. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> right, right. Simple and straightforward um, enough. <laughs> tell me Can, about it. Right. Everybody listening, connect with Adrian and the PGP team on one or all of those platforms, man. I can't thank you enough. I've had a blast having this conversation. I think entrepreneurs in our space could, could use learning from other people and other perspectives and, and really benefit our industry at this time. So I can't thank you enough. I'm excited to see what the future holds because it sounds like you guys are just getting started with this. So awesome. we'll have to check in with you again down the road. How's that sound? All right. That's perfect, man. Perfect. I appreciate your time. And uh, yo, man, hey, great time. Great time. All right, Adrian, thank you. And to everyone who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lord's out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.